Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is Jillian Stevens. She is author of Explore, Transform, Flourish, Support and Hope for Those Who Help Others, How Professionals Keep It Together. She believes the rising incidence of addiction, mental health concerns, suicide, PTSD, and chronic disease strongly suggests that we are being called to, quote, do it differently to affect a much-needed shift in the health of our society. A former secondary school teacher and guidance counselor, Jillian advocates for education around grief, trauma, addiction, and mental health for all of us so that we might work more compassionately and efficiently. So welcome, Jillian. Hi, Stacy. So nice to be here. It is nice to have you. Why don't you talk to our listeners a little bit more about your background as a secondary school teacher, guidance counselor, and then what led you to write this book? I'd love to tell you about that. I was a secondary school teacher teaching a variety of subjects at a lot of different schools. In my last 15 years, I was a guidance counselor and specifically worked with those students that were deemed at risk, those students that had many barriers to success. And I worked with them, supporting them with wraparound services with their parents, with administrators, community services, the police, social workers, psychologists, and their teachers to help them reach over past these barriers so that they could accomplish some success in high school. And what I found in working with those students was that many of them, although they had symptoms of things like lack of engagement in school, uh, lack of credit count, had some substance abuse, were out of the house, came from families of dysfunction, a lot of them had two things in common. One was that they had had suffered some form of trauma in their life. And the other piece was they had unrecognized loss or grief. So they hadn't dealt with that. And that had impacted them and affected their success at school. So I worked with them for a long period of time and found that listening to their stories really affected me. Um, I couldn't imagine a living the lives that they were living and actually getting to school. It was no wonder they couldn't really be successful. It was they had so much going against them. And I really felt for them. And it's made me think what other professionals, um, people that are dealing with this kind of population on a greater scale than I am, what do they feel? Do they experience the same thing that I was experiencing? Now, Jillian, you talk about, you know, the PTSD, those feelings kind of absorbing, right, the emotions and experiences of people that you're talking to. In other professions across the board, in the research for your book, you interviewed uh, 30 individuals. Uh, what other similarities besides kind of the PTSD did you find? Uh, it was really interesting for me because no matter what occupation or what profession I interviewed, I got consistently across my sample the same similarities, the same answers. So they, there was no sort of um, recognition that they needed to prioritize their personal well-being so that they could be successful in their job and maybe reduce the chance of burnout or compassion fatigue, PTSD. And in fact, they didn't really have much education about what those were, in fact, 
Um, they were not prepared for their jobs and the responsibilities of their jobs. It was sort of like on-the-job training. Uh, there was a stigma attached to any kind of, if they need any emotional or mental support, uh, they felt that their supervisors and also their colleagues would look at them differently. Uh, the big piece that I found was there was no grief and death education. And I found that really interesting because I interviewed funeral directors, doctors, nurses, paramedics, and all of the education around grief and death was related to how they would care for their patients, their clients, their the families of the people that they worked with, nothing about them. Um, and so I found that amongst all of them, there was this lack of both support, uh, physical, mental, emotional support, and then proper professional development, like once they were on the job and what they needed to help them be successful in their jobs and reduce some of the stress that they would have by giving them up-to-date information and strategies related to grief and death, compassion, fatigue, addiction, and mental health. Now, what about self-care? You just talked about reducing stress. Why do you think it's so challenging for those in the helping professions to take care of themselves? Um, I find that really interesting as well because, as um, I would say, I'm a self-confessed uh, caregiver for sure in my life. I raised three children by myself and worked with this at-risk population and loved my job. I was completely in awe of, of that, and I found that I'm not dissimilar from other people that I spoke to. We do value people that help, and the more you help, the more people seem to value what you do and who you are, and so that's sort of... Um, would I say that's kind of addictive in itself? But the other piece is that we often are uh, also caregivers in other aspects of our life, and it just doesn't leave the time for us. We value when people help. And so when we look at that and look at professions that do that because that's the nature of the profession, it's kind of hard to then step away and take the time and do something for yourself. The other piece is that a lot of, um, there's a lot of science and a lot of background that talks about caregiving versus caretaking, caretaking more of a codependency um, issue, and that the people that leaned more towards being a caretaker find that if you ask them that it's more selfish to take care of themselves, and so they don't do that piece. They err on sacrificing their own health for looking after other people. And what piece of advice, Jillian, would you leave our listeners with on how really anyone can live the flourishing lives that they deserve? Um, I think there's two pieces here. I think you really have to value yourself and know that you deserve to live a flourishing life, and that means having some good boundaries related to work and related to your own well-being, mind, body, spirit, and standing up for yourself so that you can pursue your own desires and needs and your own dreams. And when we do that, we encourage other people to do the same. We are then affecting a change in society by doing it first and having people follow in our footsteps. We raise our children differently, we raise our students differently, and we encourage those people that we work with to also do it differently. We're being called for a time now to do it differently in that it's about working collaboratively and cooperatively with each other so that we can be the healthiest we can be, mind, body, spirit, and we will be able to lead the flourishing life we deserve if we believe we are valued that way. 
Well, thank you so much, Jillian, for joining us today here on the Jennings Wire podcast series. Our listeners can learn more about Jillian Stevens and her book, Explore, Transform, Flourish, Support and Hope for Those Who Help Others, How Professionals Keep It Together, on her website, which is authorjillianstevens.com, and that's author. Jillian, G-I-L-L-I-A-N, Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com. And the book is available digitally on Amazon. You can connect with Jillian directly at info at jillianstevens.ca or 519-400-0095. Thanks again, Jillian. Thanks very much, Stacy. And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that is just right for you. Till next time.